my definition of remarkable culture, I think it's attainable even in when you're social distancing in your remote situations. Because I define it as number one, it uh, a remarkable culture has a meaningful purpose. Your big why you exist at all. And particularly millennials and Gen Zs right now are drawn to this idea of being a part of something that's even bigger than themselves. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm Trisha. And I'm LZ. In today's episode, we're focusing on a huge challenge for every leader, how to keep and develop extraordinary talent. Yes, and we are joined by an expert culture creator and talent developer, Mrs. Deanne Turner. She spent 33 years at Chick-fil-A as the vice president of talent. That is impressive. She was the company's first female officer. Even more exciting. Love that, yes. Uh, And she was instrumental in building and growing Chick-fil-A's well-known culture and talent system. She was responsible for thousands of selections of Chick-fil-A franchisees and corporate staff members. Yeah, and now Deanne leads her own organization, Deanne Turner and Associates, where she widely shares her wisdom through speaking, coaching, and consulting. Now, let me tell you, right, T? I mean, she is amazing. I don't oh, even think that's the right wise. word. I Phenomenal. keep saying wise. Yeah. She's so wise, smart. Yes. She's just super wise. <laughs> she has written three books, and I truly do devour each and every one of them, and you'll hear that on today's podcast. So much wisdom. I can't wait for you to listen in. Now, here is our interview with Deanne. Welcome to the podcast, Deanne. We are thrilled you are with us today. Well, thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. I've been really looking forward to this. Oh, so before we get started on all things talent, which I can't wait, I have a question for you. So (laughs) here's my icebreaker question for you. If you had the power of time travel... Would you rather go back in time, maybe meet your ancestors, see some history in the making, or would you rather go to the future? Wow. Well, there's no question. As much as I'd love to meet my ancestors, I just would love the opportunity to be my children's grandchildren. Oh. Um, Because I'd like to see how it all turned out. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to the future. (laughs) I'm going to the future. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That's really good. That's really good. I never thought about it that way. But yeah, I mean, at some point, we kind of run out of time to see the future. And so, yeah, jumping ahead a couple of generations would be pretty awesome. Maybe by then there'll be some redheads on my side. (laughs) There you go. So There you go. Well, after that, uh, well, after the, what those three boys put me through, I just want to see how it all turns out. <laughs> you want to see if they're getting in return or not? You know, yeah, my mom always right. told me, one day your kids will put their feet on your coffee table. You'll see. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And, and she was right. <laughs> or use your countertop yeah. as a uh, cheese block and, uh, you yes. know, with one of those cleaver type things to, yeah. to cut through the apple. Chopping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes. There is some enjoyment out of watching them have a little misery once they <laughs> once they see things on their own. Payback. So, 
<laughs> yeah, payback. That's right. Well, one thing right now that I know a lot of organizations are struggling with is talent. It's kind of a weird point in our history where there's definitely a uh, subsection of our culture, of our society, I should say, that is still looking for work. But there's a lot of organizations who are having a hard time finding great talent and more importantly, keeping great talent because a lot of the things that used to be benefits, you know, the little carrot that would be dangled out, such as remote work, mm-hmm. is now everybody's starting to do that. So I'd just like to start us off today and say, you know, how do you keep extraordinary talent? I think there are three things that talent is looking for today. First of all, they're looking for a remarkable organizational culture. And, you know, that's, that's really hard right now because we think of culture as being the things we do together as an organization. And so many people are not together. You know, the closest they're getting is on a Zoom call, just like we're having right now. Hopefully that'll change in the not too distant future. But that is one of the struggles right now. But, you know, my definition of remarkable culture, I think it's attainable even in, when you're social distancing and you're in remote situations, because I define it as number one, it. Uh, a remarkable culture has a meaningful purpose. Your big why you exist at all. And particularly millennials and Gen Zs right now are drawn to this idea of being a part of something that's even bigger than themselves, this meaningful purpose. And then secondly, it has a challenging mission, something everybody's rallying around to accomplish, a really big, as we used to call them, BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious Mm -hmm. goal. And then lastly, Mm -hmm a set of core values that are demonstrated by everybody in the organization, particularly leadership. That's what I define as a remarkable culture. So if you're virtual, those are things you discuss. You can still talk about how your teammates are living out those values. You can still recognize that. You can still remind every time you sit down for your Zoom meetings, hey, remember, this is our purpose. This is where we're aiming. This is our mission. This is where we are in our mission. Here's here's the measurement of where we are. So one, they're looking for uh, a remarkable culture. And as part of that, they're looking to be part of something bigger than themselves. They're not so Mm -hmm. interested. They want to make money, but they want a bigger purpose there. And they want to know that the organization that they work for has a bigger purpose than just that. And lastly, they want to be developed. They want opportunities Mm -hmm. to grow and they want you to help them do that. So If you want to attract great talent, those are the things you're going to talk about and focus on, um, whether you're talking about that role on LinkedIn or you're interviewing and you're trying to persuade that person to come to work for you. I think those are three of the most important things to focus on right now. Yeah, that's great. Were they always the three? I mean, so when you look back at your career, was it 33 some odd years ago? Really long time ago, and you started with Chick Fil A, right? <laughs> when you got old, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, three years ago. Yeah. All those years ago, was that the focus? Did you? Is it something that has evolved over time inside that organization? And and kind of what led to this really being the focus? I don't know if it was 20, 30 years ago yeah. where people really understood that culture was a living, breathing thing and it mattered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you, you asked a few questions in there. One is, has it always been this way? And I'm going to talk really generally for a moment. Then we'll dig into the question about my experience from Chick-fil-A. But generally, I think, and I'll explain why in a moment, I think culture has always mattered. 
people want to be where whether you call it a healthy culture, an engaging culture, or as I call it a remarkable culture, you want to be in that rather than a toxic culture. And in fact, mm-hmm. 30 some odd years ago, whenever it was, it's, it's the needle keeps moving. Um, it's 35 and a half years ago that I went to work for Chick-fil-A. Um, not there anymore, but when I went to work there, that was a big reason to get from a toxic culture to a remarkable culture. So I think that's mm-hmm. been universal. I think some other things change generationally. And so I talked about a meaningful purpose. I think people love to go to work for organizations with a meaningful purpose and that are about something bigger than themselves. But I think if we go back 30, 40 years to when baby boomers, that was primarily, they were leading the workforce. They were, that was, are entering, you know, some of them were still entering the workforce at that time. They were looking for something different. They were looking for security and benefits mm-hmm. and and think and their mm-hmm. thinking was just a little bit different and they they knew that they were looking for long-term employment with the same employer right development they saw differently too i mean they saw it as a do it yourself world and so mm-hmm. while employees today really look for their employers to provide that although i think they we can get into that but i think they should work on that too obviously but <laughs> but in those days a lot of development was done on your own and so I think they were looking for they were looking for security and they were looking for a place to stay for a long time. So some of those things have stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Some have changed, been different. Now, you asked me specifically about Chick-fil-A. Actually, when Truett opened his first restaurant in 1946, he was taking really good care of his people and mm-hmm. really good care of his customers. And that was the basis mm-hmm that the culture was built on from there. They may not Mm -hmm. have had all the same words. In fact, Chick-fil-A's corporate purpose wasn't developed until 1983. Um, You got time for that that story real quick? Yeah, we do. Okay. So (laughs) yeah, I'll just tell you that story real quick. So it was 1982 and Chick-fil-A had something happen that never happened since Truett Cathy, the founder, started his first restaurant in 1946. They had a slump in sales. 1982, Mm -hmm. there was a big recession Mm -hmm. and it was a bad year. And so they had to start thinking about what they were going to do about this situation. Not only did they have a slump in sales, but Truett had just finished this beautiful five-story corporate headquarters located on 76 acres south of Atlanta. And so he took his executive team off for, for three days to discuss what they were going to do. Now, we know what companies do and did at that time when they faced a slump in sales and they had, uh, they had a lot of debt. They had to cut budgets. They had to lay Mm -hmm. people off. So they went off to discuss these things. Halfway through the first day, one of those executives, actually it was Dan Cathy, the current CEO of Chick-fil-A, he said, wait a minute, why are we in business at all? What's our purpose for being? And so they Mm -hmm. spent the next two Mm -hmm. and a half days talking about what the purpose was. And they came away with this statement that Chick-fil-A's purpose is to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us to be a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. They came back to the office. They shared it with the staff. The staff immediately bought into it, so much so that the next Christmas, they had that statement carved in bronze and put on a granite slab and installed it right next to the front door. That was Truett's Christmas gift. And so that everyone who came through those doors, whether they were a Chick-fil-A staff member, they were a franchisee or a team member of that franchisee, Customers, vendors, guests, whoever they were, they would know exactly the reason why Mm -hmm. they existed. Now, it's great to have a meaningful purpose, but you also have to have some results that come from that. You know, if it doesn't do anything, well, their results have been tremendous. Here we are in 
2021. And even with all that's happened, Chick-fil-A's never had a slump in sales since. They've never had a decrease in sales in any year. They have had for over 30 years retention rates of their staff and franchisees above 95%. And those franchisees enjoy one of the highest retention rates in the entire restaurant industry. They went debt-free in 2012. And and really Mm -hmm. impressive is in 2018, two full years ahead of their 2020 goal, they achieved $10 billion in sales. So knowing your purpose, and by the way, one of the reasons I, when I talk to companies, I give lots of examples of other organizations now that I'm out on my own writing and speaking. But when I talk, when I give this example, I talk a lot about Chick-fil-A's purpose because I have not been in another organization yet that I can walk in the door and I can just about ask anybody, what's the corporate purpose? And they can quote it word for word. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's just a a little aside on that. But I think, I think that, um, for Chick-fil-A, that made all the difference for them. And, yeah. and again, the culture, that's where I got into this. Mm-hmm. Truett had it by the way he cared about his employees and his guests. Mm-hmm. And over time, the description mm-hmm. of it and the implementation methods evolved, but it was always there from the beginning. Yeah. And what I love about this story, real quick, is that I think so often people feel like almost that you have to have sort of like a true like mission, almost like a a nonprofit or whether you're a religious organization to really have a purpose, right? So you've got, um, you know, one somebody who's listening right now who says, you know, I'm running a, an auto mechanic shop. And it's like, how do I get my employees to to have, you know, feel the purpose behind it? And I love that. If you break it down, Chick-fil-A was selling chicken sandwiches, but it went so much further than that, that nobody now will just say you're selling chicken sandwiches, right? That they are, are selling. So I think it's important for all of our listeners to understand that no matter what industry in, no matter what business you're in, that you can have a purpose that will resonate with your talent, will resonate with your employees and resonate with your partners and your customers, and that that's what will keep that extraordinary talent in where you're at right now, but also attract them. Yeah, and I like, you know, to your point also that it's it's about how your organization makes people feel. Yeah. It wasn't about providing a good meal or, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was really about how people feel about your brand and coming in contact with anybody inside your organization. Mm-hmm. So I think that's... Well, and Trent Cathy said it best. He said, we're not in the chicken business. We're not in the mm-hmm. restaurant business. We're in the people business. And yeah. that can be said whether Amen you're yeah. you're repairing mm-hmm. people's cars or, you know, we could go down the list of, or you're in the virtual assistant business, whatever you're in, that can certainly exactly. be said. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've just talked about how finding and retaining great talent was always a focus of Chick-fil-A. So, you know, let's maybe do something that's a little bit more practical, uh, because we do like to say that we're the most practical business podcast in the world, self-proclaimed here. So what are some ways that you are seeing today? You you mentioned LinkedIn before. What are some real practical ways that you see organizations are looking and finding great talent, Uh, perhaps resources like LinkedIn or, or other channels? What would you suggest? 
So one of the things that I'm working on with the release of my new book, Crush Your Career, is actually teaching talent <laughs> how to make those connections <laughs> too. And so yeah. um, I like to say, you know, we're talking, we've talked some about content from Bet on Talent. You were talking about that, which was my second book. And yeah. I like to talk, say that Bet on Talent teaches leaders how to find and keep extraordinary talent and Crush Your Career teaches talent how to be extraordinary. So oh, like whether that. you're on the job search side of this or you're looking for talent, I think these these work. First of all, with the introduction of artificial intelligence and in, in selection, especially in larger organizations, they're using that. It's a little bit less personal. So on both sides of that, you have to you have to find ways to be more personal. You know, I, I have an affinity for LinkedIn. I think it's a tremendous platform. Uh, the way the technology works, the way you can meet people, even the way that talent can reach out to potential employers. So for instance, I tell talent all the time, if you're interested in an organization, after you've done your research, start following the people in the organization that either work in the area that you want a job in or their HR people, but start following, read their articles and engage with them on LinkedIn. It's a perfect way to stand out. Mm. And by the way, that's not saying things like good stuff. I agree, but it's really engaging mm-hmm. in the conversation with your own point of view. And the same thing is true. Those types of tools are available for people who are looking for great talent as well as being able to, to go in and call through those types of scenarios. And of course, the networking groups, I think, that come out of it, mm-hmm. it you know, if yeah. you're looking for an IT professional, then hopefully, and I know many of these people who are in this business are, they're in the IT networking on LinkedIn or mm-hmm. making sure things like your glass door ratings, look at your, mm-hmm. look at those things, see where you stand, how, how people are rating you. If you see some gaps there that your organization's not performing well in, then you need to address those. Because candidates are going and looking at Glassdoor and Indeed and sites like that, monster.com. They're looking at your organization. Just like you might go and look at their brand on LinkedIn or other social media, they're going to look at your brand too. So you want to make sure you close those gaps as much as you can when you're looking for talent. I think the important thing, one of the executives when I was at Chick-fil-A that did this the best is that he had a mindset that he was always recruiting. He was always Mm -hmm. recruiting. And so people who wait till they have a role open, it makes it a lot more difficult. Some of the best franchisees at this within Chick-fil-A, the reason they have great talent that you get that My Pleasure service and all that second mile service that you receive is because those men and women are constantly recruiting. When they spot great talent, they engage them. They Mm -hmm. ask them if they're interested in a job or, you know, I don't have a job right now, but can we connect on LinkedIn? So when I do, Mm -hmm, you know, I can give you a call or give me a call when you're looking for a job, but they're always recruiting. And they do that when they're asked to go and speak at, at colleges or they're asked to go and speak at the Rotary Club or whatever it is, they show up because that's a recruiting. It's not just marketing their business, they're marketing their employment opportunity too. I love that. I love that. Well, in your book, Crush Your Career, you talk about a team becoming or team member becoming extraordinary, which I love. Is there something from that book that you could kind of share today that would help a leader help their team members become extraordinary? Yeah, I think there's a few things. So I think, first of all, right from the bat, especially your young talent that's coming in is to focus on 
teaching them how to develop relationships. Now, you wouldn't expect that you have to do that. Now, they're going to have to have a baseline to get in your door, right? But beyond Mm -hmm. that, meaningful relationships that help grow their career, because this is a generation of people, and, and COVID didn't help any, but they're behind screens all the time. They're not used to being in person. So there's some awkwardness about that. So as a leader, you want to help them build those relationships. So what's something practical you can do? If you have a new team member who comes on board, then one of the things I suggest is you challenge them, give them a certain number of people that they're going to have coffee with, or they're going to have lunch with, get them to start with their immediate team and work out to other influencers in the organization. And if you need to, you know, help pave the way for that to happen for that person. I actually think it's good if they're able to jump out on their own and do that. But if you need to help uh, facilitate some of that happening, hopefully we won't be in this completely virtual space. But then a lot of people will always, um, just like Mm -hmm. you guys, always have virtual Mm -hmm. roles. So how do you do that virtually? Well, you still can have a little coffee chat. And it's not all about business. It's about getting to know one another. My son works for a technology company in Atlanta, and they're all virtual now. And they're probably going to remain that way for a while. They have several locations. They're headquartered in San Francisco. And so they're doing this. You know, everybody in the organization, they do a rotation of just meet up for coffee or meet up for, for lunch. So help them build meaningful relationships and teach them about, you know, the qualities that go into that. I mean, you know, trustworthiness, things like that. I think the second thing is navigating landmines. You know, the things that you just didn't see coming. I love mm-hmm. Carrie Newhoff's book. I didn't see it coming. Yeah, uh, but, yes, yes. yeah. I mean, it's just a super book, and and um, but that whole thing of the things that come and get you that you just didn't see coming. Um, help them navigate through those, and then teaching them to manage their performance is really important. A lot of people have no idea how to talk about their performance. They mm-hmm. they think their performances are all the tasks they checked off their to do list. But we know performance is really about results. So teach them how to talk about how to set goals around their role. Hold them accountable for those goals. Celebrate with them. Um, But teach them to talk about their results. So when they end up, if they're they're in a virtual discussion with a a leader or influencer in the organization, or if they're in person with a client even, that they're able to, when somebody says, well, you know, what's been going on? Well, you know, what we've been able to achieve this year is X, Y, and Z. Our team has achieved this. The organization has achieved Mm -hmm. that. Get them thinking performance is about results. Yeah, I love that. I know Trisha's over there going, yes, yes. I'm like, (laughs) preach it, preach it. (laughs) We have a thing at Belay called Belay Buddies. Uh-huh. Where we we kind of connect people. We say, you know, okay, Susie and Johnny, you're buddies for the month. Now, whether you go have coffee or you meet on mm-hmm. Zoom or you you take it from there, but it's something that we totally value at Belay. Everything you're saying is like mm-hmm. making those interpersonal connections is so love that. Uh, first of all, important for to your mm-hmm. point, for the culture of the organization, for everybody to get outside their little team and meet people, but also to help them kind of build all that relational capital and love it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that we've learned over 10 years is virtual is possible and virtual mm-hmm. is fantastic, but there's a lot of intentionality that goes by behind that. Yeah. And uh, the relationship capital, 
I'm kind of going back to that purpose, mm. especially for those Gen Z and millennials. They they want to have a deep connection. Mm. They don't want to mm. feel like they're just punching a clock and leaving. And so the more that we can add fun and interpersonal relationships helps guarantee that they feel like they belong here and that we care about them because we do. We, we do yeah. care about them and they do belong we should. here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. we should. Absolutely. Well, Deanne, this has been amazing. Thank you for sharing so much good stuff with us. I know we talked beforehand, but I'm always looking forward to each of your books coming out. So I can't wait to read this next one. And thank you for spending this time with us today. It was awesome. It's been completely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Mandy Ann is so fabulous. Uh, like I said before we started recording, I have such a crush on her, and it was so awesome that <laughs> she agreed to be part of this podcast with us today. So she's so as I'm wise. Sort of, she's I like know. loaded with so much wisdom, is how I, I feel. Know. I know. Yeah, we were actually trying to convince her to come back. So maybe, maybe we'll have another episode. But while I'm For still sure. kind of processing all of this, T, what would you say your takeaway is? Yeah, there were so many great nuggets. She is so wise when it comes to all things talent. For me, the biggest thing is, which I was kind of, you know, (laughs) preaching and giving praise hands while she was talking, was really about that to retain great talent, it's, it's imperative to have a great culture. Um, You know, to be the place that people want to come to work Mm -hmm. and to not undermine or undervalue that, that yes, people work for a paycheck, but it's way more than that. People want to have purpose and want to have a reason to show up for work and enjoy their work. We spend a lot of our hours in a given day working. So mm-hmm. enjoying it is so important for for mental health and peace of mind and all of those things. And, and we feel, you know, really aligned with that at Belay. But I just I just love that that whole component of the retaining talent part is that um, people want to work for a place they actually really like working for. Yeah, no, that's so good. And I think my takeaway really fits perfectly into that. And that's truly defining your purpose. And I think it's really easy sometimes. There's so many different industries out there and so many different types of business and offer, you know, a product or they offer a service. And I think Chick-fil-A, and she talks about it, um, did such a beautiful job of saying that they're not, you know, a quick service restaurant, that mm-hmm. they don't just sell chicken sandwiches, mm-hmm. but they're what they're in is the people business. And I think that Every single organization out there, regardless what you sell or what you provide, is in the people business. And so maybe that's not your purpose, but I think that clearly defining what your purpose is can really help set your employees on the right path to know what you're all about and why they show up every day. And then the residual of that is then your clients know why you're in business and your partners know why you are in business. And then you create this really cool ecosystem around your organization where everybody has the same purpose and understanding. And I think that's when phenomenal growth happens. Absolutely. Well, hey guys, as always, we have a download for you and this week is really special. We want you to always take your one next step. And so Deanne has offered her top 25 questions to select extraordinary talent as your download this week. Please visit her website at deanneturner.com forward slash about to get your copy today. 
Yes, and you can also text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit the One Next Step Podcast.com and you'll get access to today's resources to help you keep moving forward. Thank you guys for joining us today. LZ, it was a pleasure. Yes. We will see you all next week for another episode of The One Next Step. Start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.